Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome, everybody. Episode. 85 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I'm here with Andy McNulty, and Andy runs a company that specializes in creating really awesome guidebooks for your Airbnb listing. So we're going to talk about that, but first, Andy, welcome to the show. Hi, Jasper. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the, on the call. You're welcome. Where are you currently? I actually live uh, in the UK. I live in um, the Sussex countryside. So if you think of quintessentially um, English area, that's probably where I am. So it's around about, um, I don't know, like 30, 40 miles south of London. Um, so I'm close enough to the city to, to get all the action, but uh, far enough away to escape. <laughs> good, good. I used to live in Southampton back in the day when I was still a student. So oh, okay. Not, not too far away from there. <laughs> Were you a Southampton football fan? I was working at this football stadium. It was actually great okay. because I got to watch all the matches because I was working in the VIP uh, area. And so the sponsors, they would all go to watch the matches and then I didn't have any drinks to serve. So then I would sneak out and watch the match myself. Oh, you had the best position. Those yeah. VIP areas are great. All <laughs> right. It's good times. <laughs> And that, and that was the period where Southampton were doing well. I don't, I don't recall. What, what year was that? Yeah, they were doing pretty well. This is ages ago. Yeah. Like 2002. Yeah. But yeah, they were doing pretty well back then. Yeah. My team is Norwich, which is, um, I guess if you were watching football back then, you'd, you'd know about Norwich. But uh, they're a tiny team. But they're in the premiership. But they're a tiny team in, um, in East Anglia, which is uh, a small part of the UK off to the east. Um, and yes, I watch it all the time, and I subjected my son to it as well. Now, he, he, for better or worse, is a Norwich fan as well, which I think most times is bad, but <laughs> <laughs> it was his choice, not mine. I didn't force him. <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about Airbnb. We can talk about football for a couple of hours probably, but I'm not sure the, the listeners will, will enjoy that. So let's get into Airbnb. How did you get started with Airbnb? Well, I, um, I, I've, I've grown up on, uh, on not so much sort of rooms within a house, i.e. Airbnb style, but whole homes. So I've grown up on the vacation rental sector. Um, my, my parents used to take me to stay in uh, um, apartments in Spain, um, you know, villas in, in, in France, you know, et cetera, uh, family holidays to Florida. So I've kind of grown, grown up on that form of accommodation, that form of independent accommodation. Um, you know, so we typically used to book through VRBO, et cetera, the, the sort of the historical uh, vacation rental websites in the 90s, et cetera. Um, and so when Airbnb sprung up and grew, I was, I was fascinated by it, like most people were. 
Um, and I, but, I, but I had that kind of extra um, eye on it because I was so hooked into the industry from a guest perspective. Um, I sort of fast forward a few years. My parents um, have a, a house in South Africa in Cape Town. And uh, they, they try and market that through some local property managers. Um, but uh, we, we put that on Airbnb. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was kind of interesting for me to actually see the, the, the way that, that hosts have to professionally present themselves, the way they have to explain you know, what their setup is, etc. So it gave me a different perspective, um, not just the guest perspective, but also the host perspective. Um, yeah, so that's how, that's how I got into Airbnb. How did how did the results compare from Airbnb versus the local um, property management? Um, you know, I think I think it's um, it's tricky in South Africa and particularly in Cape Town because I think we're in the city of Cape Town, um, I, w I would imagine that that there well I know there are lots of lots of smaller places, independent places, which I'm I'm sure do very well. It's tricky for for my parents' place because it's actually 45 minutes south of Cape Town. Um, it's in a tiny fishing village called. Con um, where nobody really knows or goes. And so the Airbnb experience has been quite patchy, I have to say. Um, whereas if you were looking to go with a local property manager um, who knew how to attract um, sort of other locals within the South African market um, who had heard of Comakey and knew about it's it's it's, a, it's if you're if you're a surfer you know about Comakey because it's uh, it's a well-known surfing area um, but you know surfing competitions don't come there very regularly so you know if you're a four-bedroom villa which which is what we have and you're trying to appeal to families it's it's harder through Airbnb I think because there's not that much awareness of of outside of Cape Town. Um, certainly south in, into that kind of area. And so the local property managers have certainly been better, uh, which is a shame because those local property managers do, do charge a lot more, um, certainly more than, uh, than the, the overall 12% fee. You know, you're looking at 25, 30%. Right. So, um, but, but, you know, the upside is you get booking. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a catch-22. So did you go back to using the local property managers or did you stick with Airbnb? It's both, to be honest. Uh, we, we run them both. Okay, you run uh, them both. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And then um, we, I know you, you have a application that allows Airbnb hosts to create really cool guidebooks on on their on their iPhones. Is it right? Yeah, that's right. In fact, it's it's um, it's device agnostic. So um, you know, you you could you can have any kind of device. It, it works on the desktop. Um, you know, the concept is if, uh, if you have um, a guidebook that you currently use in paper form, uh, well, literally think of that in an online form. So available through someone's phone, through their iPad, through their other tablet, through their desktop, through their laptop. Um, it's optimized to be viewable um, uh, seamlessly through any device. Um, and, you know, really the logic of that was to say, well, it is a much more digital age. Um, I have to say, in, in our experience in, in introducing this product into the more traditional vacation rental market um, was slow. Um, I would say in the last year it's been much more successful. But when we started uh, Touch Day, which was uh, when she started developing it in 2013 and, and running it through some trials in 2014, um, 
it, it was a tough sell to the more traditional vacation rental world and more traditional property managers who still thought that, uh, well, didn't think they know, they know their business, but, they, but their guests, they still believed, wanted to have something in paper form. And, and so we struggled a bit with the concept of trying to um, convince them that a digital form was good. Um, and, and so we slowly onboarded a few of, of, of those who, who had doubts, um, and they haven't looked back, to be honest, um, because the guests love that form of communication. Um, you know, we, we all are with our device. It, it's, you know, that much is true. Whether you like it or not, whether you think it's a good idea to escape from, from reality and turn your device off or not, the reality is we all, we all, we all travel with them. Um, and so increasingly, um, it, it's, it's great to be able to access that welcome book and the welcome guide before you actually even leave your house, whereas the more traditional paper version would only be available to you once you arrived. Um, and PDFs are fine, etc., like that. You know, you could get sent those, but um, there's so much more versatility in, in a digital book. Um, and so that's how we got started in it. Right. But let's go a step back and talk about why would you even want to have a guidebook as a host? Isn't, isn't I, the information on, on the Airbnb listing enough? Or Well, I, I, I think that the information on the Airbnb listing is great for the guests to form a, uh, uh, an opinion on whether to book or whether the property itself is right for them. Um, you know, the photos, the description, titles, pricing, etc. But, but once they've booked, and, and I speak from from firsthand experience, this is not um, this is not this is not conjecture or me just kind of thinking about what might what might a guest want. This is the reality of how we we uh, we we travel. Um, you get past that booking stage, and then you, you probably forget about it for a while if if, you, if you've booked a few months out. But once that start, once that vacation starts approaching, you, you are thinking about you know. Okay, how do I how do I actually get there? What what's the address? What's the check-in time? Um, what are the directions? Um, is uh, is there a grocery store on the way where I can pick up some provisions? Um, you know, these kind of things. I often say to people who are onboarding with us, uh, is to think about themselves in the guest journey. Um, so before they leave, what they're thinking about, the things, the concerns they have. And document all those. So it becomes, uh, first of all, a pre-arrival tool. And I think that's essential. Um, I know a lot of, of people who, who use our products, who I've spoken to, who were habitually sending out pre-arrival documents and often three or four different documents for different stages of the pre-arrival. You know, one was a booking confirmation with a little bit of information. Then it was like, are you ready for your vacation? Um, you know, do you need any help? And then it was, well... You know, here's how you access the property, and so, and so they, they would send out multiple emails, and, and, it, and, it, and you know that's that's why I think a welcome book that can start with pre-arrival is is very important to to any form of uh, property owner, whether it's a, a room a room within a home that an Airbnb host is renting out, whether it's a full home that an Airbnb host is renting out, whether it's a full-scale property manager. Um, the need to communicate things to your guests before they arrive is is important. At, from a guest perspective, it's critical to have that sort of handholding. I think. Right, I totally agree. I think sending out a guidebook is a great way to communicate with your guest and provide your guests with information about the stay. Because when you go on a trip, let's say you go on a holiday, I actually think that sort of the anticipation of the trip is, is almost half the fun. You know, it's yeah. like sort of like visualizing where you're going to be, all the cool things that you can do in the, in the area. 
and and also checking out all the local recommendations. And that's, of course, why a lot of people use Airbnb in the first place, right? They want to get local recommendations. They want to feel like living like a local. And so, yeah. you know, getting a, a, a guidebook full of recommendations and full of information, it not only makes the guests feel more comfortable traveling to your to their destination, knowing that somebody, you know, if somebody goes through the trouble of creating a whole guest book, then that also tells you something about the host, right? It tells you that the host cares about their guests and that the host is taking their Airbnb hosting responsibilities quite serious. So I imagine guests will also be more comfortable traveling to their destination, which is certainly the case for me because I use Airbnb a lot. I'm actually staying at an Airbnb right now in Jakarta. And I've seen very wide variations of, of types of communications with hosts. Like some hosts, they they don't provide you with anything. And you're literally thinking while you're in the plane, you're literally thinking, I hope this guy is going to show up because I really haven't heard much from him. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's making your guests feel comfortable. It's allowing your guests to sort of look forward to their holiday or their trip. And I agree, it's, it's very important. I've been using a, uh, a guidebook for a long time and I always recommend it to everybody. I get a lot of good feedback from my guests as well. So I think it's definitely, definitely very important. So the next question is, now that we've established the importance of having a guidebook, the next question is, so how do you go about designing a guidebook? What kind of information should be in there? And how do you, how do you send it to your, to your guests? Yeah, I mean, I, th listen, listen. This is not just about Touchstone. This is about about guidebooks in general. And I think that there are many resources out there, from a simple Word document um, through to um, you know a, a, a full app, a full mobile app like ours. Um, and and the, the choice of which vehicle you use to give all that information to guests is is a personal choice. You know, some people like the simplicity of a Word document or a PDF, something like that. Um, others like to put it on their website for a mobile optimized website. Hey, why not? Um, and then there are the, there's the app community. So ours is just one of these kind of products. Um, and and I, so I think, you know, just go with, go with the solution that you feel more comfortable in. But once you've done that, I think the actual content inside any of those, those vehicles is, is, is essentially the same. Um, and, and, and I would say, which I re referenced earlier, is, is think about the journey that a guest has. Um, and we always um, we always offer up um, a templated version in our product. So when you sign up, you can click a little button that just says "Add All Recommended Content," and it adds a templated structure to your welcome books, all the headings, etc. There. Um, and the way we all, way we've organised it is we start with um, with with all of the the sort of the pre-arrival information, um, since I think that's the natural first step for any guest is to want to know, hey, before I leave, what do I need to know? How do I get there, etc. Um, we then, and, and so that classically includes, you know, check-in times, driving directions, accessing the, 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 the property or the room, um, maybe something around orientation on the area. So what, what might they expect when they arrive? Where is it in proximity to the town, et cetera? Those, those sort of things will be in the Airbnb description, but I think it's helpful to, to give a bit of context um, for people to reference quickly. Um, we then move on to more of the, the um, what is the property itself like? Um, so there you can, you can be as granular as saying, well, I have um, a microwave, a dishwasher, a washer dryer, an AC unit, etc., and explain how those all work. 
or, or you can just be quite um, sort of uh, surface level about it and just say, you know, we have a fully fitted kitchen, etc. Um, knowing that a lot of us know how to operate things, etc. Um, so it depends on the kind of host you are and whether you feel like your past guests have asked a lot of information about, hey, how do you do this thing? Or how do you... I had one where I turned up at a, a property in Oregon um, which had an outdoor hot tub and it was great because it had a beautiful view over the ocean so you could sit there and, 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 and in the hot tub and you know watch the surf in the evening it was great and because it was on the west coast you could see the sunset um, but the, the thing is the hot tub was freezing and there were no instructions on how to warm it up um, it was a very modern complex hot tub with lots of controls and so I think that kind of thing is probably a question which that host gets asked a lot um, and therefore that you may want to go into a bit more detail and say how it operates um, and so once you've been in, in, you know, been through the accommodation details, we typically move into the area stuff. Um, so, you know, the, the, the first things is, you know, if you're, a, if you're a, a property that has a full kitchen and you know hosts are going to want to cater, then, or guests are going to want to cater, then you obviously need to direct them to the local grocery store, uh, maybe the local seafood market, things like that. Um, and I think that's where the idea of living like a local can, can really come in because you as a host are able to say, don't go down to the, the grocery store, which has your, your sort of more uh, mainstream provisions, head down to this sort of seafood market or, um, you know, this little farm shop and, and pick up your eggs there, you know, and, and so you can, you can, you have a real opportunity to showcase what is so great about staying with you and how you do have that local slant, which as you referenced earlier, a lot of people are looking for. I personally always, when I go, end up talking to the owner or the host um, about where the best pizza place is for my kids or where the ice cream shop is. And, and so those little things that, that are so simple for hosts who know exactly where these things are, are, are like dynamite for, for us guests. You know, they're such simple things, but they make, they make our vacation, especially if we've had a good experience through the process. Um, and, and finally, once you've been through the area stuff, we, we normally have um, in the end of the book um, some of the more practical information around house rules, around where is the fire extinguisher, you know, what sort of safety information, um, who do I contact if things go wrong. Um, and in essence, what you end up with a book is, is it takes you through the guest journey. Start with pre-arrival, arrival information, what's the place like, what's the area like, and what do I do if I run into trouble? Or if I need anything, and that's essentially how we look at it. And I like the perspective of you know putting yourself in the in the shoes of the guest, right? Imagine that you're a guest in your own house. Imagine you're flying over from the other side of the world. You arrive at the airport. Now you need to get make your way to the apartment. Uh, you know where where's the entrance, and how do you get access to the place? And you know, what do you need? What are you looking for when you just arrive at your place? What's most useful? You know, like yeah. when people just arrive, they probably want to maybe buy some groceries, right? So local supermarket recommendations is great. And and by putting yourself through that experience, I think that's definitely a great way to do it. And another thing you can do is kind of what I did, because I never really thought about making a guest book. The reason I did it was because I was lazy. I was getting a lot of questions uh, from, <laughs> exactly. you know, through yeah. the Airbnb messaging system. And... I saw myself just keeping uh, writing the same answers to to all my guests. And at some points, I was just getting tired of writing all those messages. So I thought, you know what? 
I'm going to go through all these message threads that I, that I had, and I'm going to take all those questions and just put them into a Word document. And then I'll just send that to my guests and then I tell them, okay, read this first before you start asking me all these questions. Yeah. And, um, and then later I, re I realized that it was kind of dry. If you have all just text, you know, it's kind of dry. Yeah. So I figured, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go through the neighborhood, take a bunch of pictures and I'll, I'll add those pictures to the document and I'll spend a little bit of time creating a bit of a design. So it looks just visually, it looks a little bit more pleasing mm -hmm. and more, you know, more easy to read a little bit more digestible. And so that's, that's kind of how I uh, constructed my guidebook. But, um, I, think, I think the aesthetics are really important as well. You, you make a good point, which is that text can be a bit bland and boring to look at. Um, and, and, you know, the experience that we've had is people who have come to us have said, my guest never reads my guidebook, so how's yours going to be any different? Um, and, and part of it is a visual thing. You know, a guidebook can, can feel a bit dull if it's just full of text. Um, and, and isn't very interesting to read. But if, if you make it a bit more, a bit more fun, a bit more visual, like you've done, um, you know, the, the, I, I'm interested. How, how many? How, do, you, do you think people read your book? Did you have any feedback on that? I think they do because a lot of guests tell me that they found my guidebook really useful. So I'm assuming mm. that you know they had a look at it at least. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we found that those, um, those owners who use our product and send links to guests, but our, our product works on the basis of a, of a, a long URL. So um, you set up your welcome book, you make it live, and you get a link which you can send your guests. Um, and we have tracking um, in our system to know um, who's clicked on the link and, and whether it's being, being used. And um, over 70% of the, the um, links, invitations that get sent out are actually read. Um, and the dwell time is around about four minutes so uh, per, per time. So it tells me that, that um, you know, people are genuinely reading it and they're spending some minutes on there as well. And this doesn't mean that that's all the time they spend. They'll go back to it in the future and click on it again. It's four minutes per time. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the moment you do give it to guests in a, in a digestible form, which is in the device, um, and it can be any of their devices, and you make it a bit more visual um, with interesting content, um, and you give it to them before they arrive, um, I, it's no surprise to me that guests want to, want to read it and will read it. And I think um, then you have a really powerful asset because, as you say, you, you eliminate all of those questions that you have to answer over and over again. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the next step, something that I've been thinking about is to make it even more engaging and to make, to build an even stronger sort of relationship with your, with your guest. I was thinking about implementing some videos. So, uh -huh. you know, next time I arrive at the airport in Amsterdam, I was thinking I have somebody film me as I, you know, get out of the plane, as I walk through the airport. Yeah. Here's where I get my train ticket. Here's a cash machine where I get some cash. And then I just show, literally in the video, show my guests how they can get to my apartment. That's a um, great idea. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that you'd give them like um, a face-to-video sort of, hi, I'm Jasper and welcome to my place. But what you've said is really interesting, I think. It's... Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and then, uh, and, and you know how you can use the fast-forward? So let's say, you know, like... I always tell my guests to take the train and then take the tram, but then they have to still walk a little bit. And some guests manage to get lost on that 
tiny little yeah. bit of uh, space that they have to walk. So I was thinking, you know, you get you get off the tram, and then I literally film myself just walking, so that my guests can literally just have their iPhones in front of them and just yeah. follow me, you know. And That's then um, they can follow me into my house, and then I'll turn around and I'll start speaking to the guests. So I'll say like, "Hey, now you've arrived at my place. Welcome to welcome to Amsterdam. Welcome to my apartment." And you know, maybe just you know, tell them a little bit about the the neighborhood or. Or the apartment whatsoever but i think that would be a, a, a pretty cool touch to to a guidebook so my question to you was really if, if you guys thought about implementing video and if it's if it's possible to to implement video yeah I mean, we, we, our, our solution allows you to to use video um it, it's not directly embedded and, and and play plays in in the product you simply place a link to wherever you host your video so if you've got a youtube video with this kind of thing you just put a link in your guidebook and they can click on it and go out to youtube and watch it um we we are we have on our roadmap the ability to embed video um so just like you would upload a photo you could upload a video in there and it would be inside the product um but but i've never thought about it the way you'd said which is it, it and i like that concept because it, it's the reason we started touch day which was to think about the guest and 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 their journey um and i never thought about it like that um I, I can imagine it's it you know it does require a bit of investment in time to do it but once you've done it it could be really really um really really powerful for you um, yeah I, i wonder does 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 google or anything is there any other product that, that has kind of um walkability maps or anything like that that does it uh, as far as i know no i don't think so well i don't know But, but I like, I like it's, it's, it's triggering off now some thoughts in my mind. I, I like that idea, Jasper. I think it's great. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it would require a, a bit of time for sure. But uh, like you said, you know, you, you spend some time creating it, and then all you need to do is send people a link, right? So, yeah, yeah, um, totally. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about your, your guidebook solutions. Um, let's talk about how can guests sign up for it. Uh, is it free? Is it paid? Um, how does it work? Etc. Yep. Um, sign, sign up's easy. Um, you just head to touchday.com and there's uh, there's a sign up button there in the menu. Um, that much is easy. Um, but but that's 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 not the hard bit. The hard bit is getting into the product. Um, and we we do charge for our product. We charge seventy dollars a year. Um, And uh, if you want to pay monthly, it's uh, $6.99. So effectively, by paying in advance, you get uh, 12 months for the price of 10. Um, there are some free solutions out there, um, some competitive products. And there is Word, documents, PDFs, etc., which we all know are free. Um, we've taken the decision that um, the, the issue is not price. The issue is... And, and, and I think $70 is a fair price. So, so I'm, you know, I know some people will still view that as an expensive item in their, in their, um, their expenses for their, for their Airbnb property, but um, it's, it's not a massive barrier. And I think the real issue is how people can onboard and use the product in a simple way. You know, we all get um, software trials thrown at us. Um, you know, hey, and I'm looking at one now. You, you and I talked about sh Schedule Once, the, uh, the online uh, scheduling tool. And it's in front of me now saying it's got a 14-day free trial. Um, and all those things are great. But we took the decision, which is if someone wants to come and use our product, we'll actually help them get started. Um, and if, if they subscribe to the $70, we'll actually set the welcome book up for them. 
um, because for us, whichever tool or vehicle you use to present your information to guests is going to take you a few hours of work to sit down and get it done properly. Um, and that is time which a lot of people don't have. Um, and we recognize that as the real barrier to entry, not price. And so we will work with you in, in getting that welcome book done. Um, we have a, a startup service which effectively does that. So you can subscribe and then say to us, hey, I want you just to, to go ahead and, and do my welcome book for you. If you have information already in a Word doc or a PDF or, or online or anything like that, you just send it to us. We'll assimilate it into Touchday and, 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 and get you started. And then once, once we've done that, we'll send you a short video. It's a personal video to you, only for you, so it's not a canned video. Usually about 10 minutes long. Um, most of them are done by me, actually, um, because I like to, to have that interaction with the guest, um, or with the host, rather. Um, and, and we'll talk you through very quickly how it works, what we've done to set you up. Um, and it's like a personal hand-holding thing. So that's how people can get started. Um, and uh, uh, we, as I say, we make it very easy for people to onboard. And that, that's the critical thing for us. Awesome. So uh, I look forward to checking it out. Should I send my guidebook to you? If you like, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, you can, if you go to touchday.com forward slash start, um, you will have a landing page where you can um, fill in your details. It's a contact form. Um, so you just punch in your name and email address, send it to us, attach your Word document or your PDF or whatever you have. It comes into our mailbox and, and uh, uh, we've, we've got uh, people that work that and make it happen. Um, and then you'll get a, a video back from me at the end of it. Okay. And, then I, and then I can decide if I want to sign up. Uh, actually, um, we, we're about to introduce a service where we will do your full, full setup. So right now, if you go to the start page and send us your information, we'll get you set up. But there are various things that only you will know how to do. Um, so for example, adding a cover photo, uh, adding a welcome message, all these kind of things. Your, your guidebook will give us the core information, but there are fine things that you need, fine touches that you need to add. So right now, we don't do all of that. Um, you can look at it as a, as a no-obligation trial. Send us your welcome book. We'll put it all in there for you, but you'll need to go in and fine-tune, et cetera, and add right. photos. Makes sense. Um, but we're about, to, we're about to create a service where if you sign up for $70 right away, we'll do the whole thing for you. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and you send us photos and, and you, you know you, you send us an email back saying this is great Andy but you know I want to add this we'll add that for you. Awesome! Well, I'm excited to try that out. And thank you so much for sharing all this stuff with us and taking the time to be on the show. Uh, thank you, Jasper. Ashley, Ashley, thank you. It's, it's it was a pleasure to be here and um, thank you for giving me the time. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for those who are interested in using Andy's service, it's called TouchStay. Uh, you go to touchday.com start, and that's where you can get started setting up your digital guidebook that you can then simply send to your guests by just providing them with a link. And the guidebook can be viewed on any, any device, so laptop, uh, iPhone, smartphones, tablets, etc. So it's a pretty cool service. All right, that's it for this episode. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you back next week.
Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.